What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PlayStation Drive episode 107. My name's Matt, and I'll be your host for this Adventures of Vines. I'm joined this week by the incredible, the kind, the illustrious, the gorgeous, Mr. Seth Sturgill, the $2 hero himself. What's up, Seth? The gorgeous. Hey, yeah, dude. dude. I, I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate that. Dude, look, any day where I get to hang out with Matt is a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> preach preach entirely my dude every time we get to hang out is one of my favorite parts of my entire month so i'm just gonna call it right Aww. there yeah you know you believe it of course uh course taking a little break he'll be back next week so no worries there uh, and next week's show will be a little bit later but stay tuned for details on that before we get into the whole rigmarole, of course, we have to clean this dusty little old garage of ours because if you're watching us right now on youtube.com slash carpoolgaming, please like, subscribe, share, hit that hit that like button on that stream. Leave us a little comment. Again, it helps us grow. It helps more people find us and just helps more people come to this wonderful community of ours. If you're listening to us on your podcast network of choice, hit us with that follow, hit us with that subscribe, hit us with that five stars because we are coming up to the finale of what is our Final Fantasy 16 giveaway. We'll be drawing names on Wednesday. Of course, the winner will get a digital code for Final Fantasy 16 on launch. So make sure you hop over to that thing. Hop over to Twitter or her to, hop over to Discord. Throw us that, throw that review at us and you will be entered to win a copy of Final Fantasy 16 because boy howdy, it's this week, Seth. It's Final Fantasy 16 week. That, that's so crazy to me. I, I like, it's here. Like it's, it's happening. It's it, here. It's, it's real, it exists, and it will be in our hands by week's end, and possibly in yours. And of course, if you have a couple bucks to toss our way, head to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, toss in bucks in the old tip jar, and out comes a cornucopia of content for you to consume. But without further ado, this week we're talking about PlayStation Plus June. We're talking about PS5 streaming. We're talking about Final Fantasy and a whole lot more. So strap in, because we're about to kick things off, my dude. Seth! It's been it's been a, a roller coaster of a few weeks, some would say. It's been a roller coaster of a, of a couple weeks of, of game announcements and and events and a whole lot goings on. But in the midst of all this, we've also been playing some games, my dude. And what's been on your playlist lately? Oh my gosh, um, lately it is I it, it's a lot of Diablo Four still. Whenever I can get it in, um, still playing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, still still getting into some Diablo Four whenever I can. Um, I'm, I'm not able to play, uh, here lately it's been pretty busy and, uh, gaming time in general has been scarce, but I've been playing, I've been playing that a bit, still grinding away, still doing very little actual story content, <laughs> very little actual story content, my friend It is. I am literally, it was funny cause I heard Sean talking about this and I'm like actually right there with him. Like I just do side quests like 99% of the time and my character's like level 49 and I've just done like <laughs> act one. Like I just did like Jeez. act one. Like I, I've done like, I still have no mount at level 49. Nice. Like nice. I'm just, I'm hoofing it everywhere and I'm having a good old time. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's been, that's been a thing. I don't know why. Like, cause I actually like the story. Like I like what it's doing. Like I, whenever I play it, I'm like, this is pretty good. I should do more of this. Oh, look <laughs> over there. Another side quest. Well, the problem you know. is, is that like the, the point where you pick up the main quest, the point where it actually is, there's so much distance from A to B and there's so much <laughs> that you could do in that yeah. distance from A to B that you're just kind of like, well, he let me get distracted by this laundry list of things that ended up taking me even further away than I was from the main objective. But this is just life. Um, well, I'm glad you're still enjoying it, my dude. I, I can't remember. What class are you playing? 
Necro. Necromancer. A necro. Nice. Yeah. Tight, yeah. Tight, Which tight, is just, tight, tight. you know, the way the way I had to go, It's as tradition dictates, I was a main Diablo 2 Necromancer, Diablo mm-hmm. 3 main Necromancer when it got mm-hmm. added, so I had to sort of carry it forward. And it's one thing that's interesting, too, about it is I'm not like... Um, I, I normally am kind of set in my ways. Like I'll kind of find what I like and I'll just kind of stick to it. In this right. one, I'm experimenting a lot. Like I've like, completely changed my build like four times. Like this game makes it really easy to do that. So yeah, I'm just messing around with that. Um, played the, the FF16 demo. I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, more in a bit. Um, and I don't know is, I don't know if We Love Katamari reroll is on PlayStation. I think it is. I'm a fact um, check record, but talk about yeah. it anyway. Well, it's, I mean, I got it on switch. I finally got it from Amazon after like a month pre-ordered the game. Matt took me, took him a month to get it to me, but I got it. Um, <laughs> it is on and, PlayStation. So roll um, on. In any case, it's, it's really, really good. It's my favorite Katamari game. And um, it's, it's been a lot of fun to just sort of like a lot of the gaming that I've been doing lately is sort of like that. No thoughts, head empty, you know, mm. sort of thing. Just kind of yeah. chilling, rolling stuff up. <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of good. It's just kind of good. It's just kind of hitting the spot right about now. You know what I mean, so. dude? It's been it's been a chaotic few weeks, and of course, like we've been we've been busy with everything carpool, everything with all in. Like there's just it's yeah. just been a lot going on. So sometimes you just need, uh, you know, a dumb, you know, turn your brain off and enjoy outlet. You know what I mean? Uh, as John thirty two says in the chat, after all the science of Tears of the Kingdom, you kind of yeah. need it exactly right for a game yep. that has pushed you so much to make you know Megazords in Hyrule. It's <laughs> yeah. nice to just kind of be like, ah, I have a ball. I'm gonna roll over that thing, then the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing, and all of a sudden I've rolled, candy, the, I've rolled and, the earth, and now I have big ball, and then big ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that they need to change uh, Final Fantasy X's Blitz Ball to big ball with that inevitable oh, yeah. remaster or whatever it is that they're talking about. <laughs> Um, as for myself, I finished, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done this segment, just because again, of, of all the, the craziness of, of, of time, uh, I finished Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, really loved it. Of course, Nagachaka was very stoked that I was playing it and dude, I cannot believe how much that game grabbed me. I yes. genuinely am shocked that it enamored me and kind of grabbed me as much as it did because I'm not usually like, I like Resident Evil fine, but my kind of. My trajectory is always, I'm going to start Resident Evil, and then I'm going to fall off Resident Evil. It's just the way that things are. But Resident Evil 4 had me completely enamored all the way through. Um, Very, very much enjoyed it. It was a great game. Just really bombastic. And, like, I'm genuinely now excited for the 4 remake VR mode, which is coming to PSVR 2, because I will play it all over again in that, because I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, Capcom has not missed the Resident Evil VR stuff. And I have no reason to believe that 4 wouldn't be anything less than stellar. So I'm really stoked about that. Um, finished Jedi Survivor as well. Um, no. Had a bunch... Okay, let me say this. I loved the game. I thought the game was fantastic. There were some really cool surprises along the way. The story was fantastic. And the way that it ends genuinely has me very interested to see where they'll go next. Um, I just thought it was just a ton of fun and I really enjoyed it. But I will say that I did have... Uh, quite a few technical issues on my way through. Um, oh, I'm yeah. someone who does generally prioritize frame rate over graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept bouncing back and forth between the modes because I found myself having issues on both. Um, I hard crashed on me a couple times. Uh, a couple really weird... Like, there was a one point, dude, where, like, I was fighting a boss. And, like, I dodged an attack. And the entire screen, like, warped out as if Cal almost just Whoa. went into, like... <laughs> Like the flash super speed into like hyperdrive Holy space crap. and then snapped back in. But by the time that that happened, I got killed. 
Um, sounds kind of rad, was, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, it looked visually like really cool. Um, so I, I will say that like the game is fantastic, and if you can push through, and again, there was a bunch of screen tearing, there was a bunch of you know um, frame drops and and everything in between. Um, if you can push through all that. Highly recommend it, but I will add that caveat that even now in its current state, because I had just finished mm. it a few days ago, it is still not running the way that you would want it to. Um, I have heard that the quality mode is better than the than the performance mode, um, but even then I still had a couple issues there as I tried to bounce back and forth. But again, that game is just so great. Um, and I was going into it being like, you know, the dual wielding and the double-ended lightsaber are going to be like my way to go. I cannot believe how much I enjoyed the cross guard, and that became my like default weapon. Is that like that, my the Kylo Ren. Style? Exactly that, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, and I'm yeah. not usually like the big heavy, you know, the the big heavy weapon, but I really enjoyed using it. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was great. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I've also started it on Planet of Lana. I know it's not PlayStation, but that game is just beautiful, 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 nice. beautiful. It ramps up quick. I'm really enjoying it so far. But uh, of course. Also, dude, I need, we need to talk about it, okay? The Final Fantasy 16 demo hit in the midst of all the ridiculousness over the past few weeks. And I had, seeing the reception to this demo, dude, has warmed my heart immensely. <laughs> there are so many people talking about it online. So many people that it said it brought them around from being, you know, passively interested to what is now a day one. Um, I just finished it before, you know, we started recording earlier this morning. And I have to say, like, stylish it's so so stylish the everything about it just exudes this like confidence and i mean with creative business team three being the unit behind it uh behind what you know the final fantasy 14 turnaround um is just you could just feel their dna tripping the game was staggeringly beautiful like i yes. cannot believe how good that game looks uh combat is a blast and i i just kind of hopped in for into a little bit of the um I'm forgetting the name, but like there's that combat mo combat mission afterwards that pretty much gives you uh, a bunch more powers and sets you a little bit further in the story, just so you just so you can play through uh, a little bit of the more challenging stuff. And like the different powers that are on display, the way that the game looks, the story, dude, is exactly what I want out of this. Final Fantasy has swearing, which is awesome. <laughs> it just it just it sounds does. so good. Voice acting, just everything about this game, dude. Uh, and of course, for anybody. Uh, looking to play the demo, your save progress does carry over to the main game. Um, so it kind of gives you the, the first couple hours of, of it. Dude, I I loved, loved, loved this demo. Um, tell me, I know that you mentioned you hopped in a bit. How much of it did you get through? Did you finish it? How are you feeling about Final Fantasy 16 post-demo? Haven't finished it. Um, I've played it a decent, a decent bit of it. And I've gotten a good feel for like combat and the my struggle actually has been the story if i'm being honest really? with you okay yeah like i i do i like that it's darker actually i like that mm -hmm. within the first 10 minutes it's like oh people are like making out and there's like f-bombs i'm like this is yeah dude little little game of thronesy going on here you know and i'm i'm kind of into that because this is also i i like any game where like you know, there's F-bombs being thrown around. And then in the next scene, there's a dude coming in on, like, an armored chicken. It's probably yeah. pretty good. <laughs> like, I'm, it's probably probably okay. Um, and so, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, intensely self-serious in a kind of goofy, you know, world. Yeah. So I'm, I sort of like that about it. Um, but at the same... And I also... One thing that I really like, too, that, um, that I think is kind of, like... Uh, cool that they're tapping into is i like the parental relationship like the sort of mm -hmm. like 
you know, like there's clearly like the favorite child and like what's the relationship like between, you know, the the dad, the mom, the kids. I kind of like what they're kind of tapping into there. I'm intrigued by that. The world itself, though, the politics of it, I, dude, I couldn't care less. I really, really? like I, I am so like zoned out to any of that. Like anytime they're like, oh, our army and it's dominant. I'm just like. Like, like just brain dead, like staring at the screen, like, okay, you know, like I just am so toned out of that. I like the, the character stuff, but like the world at large, and maybe it is because like, I just can't take it seriously. Like we're talking about, you know, crystals and magic and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's also like very political. It kind of, it reminds me of like, um, Final Fantasy 12 in that way, like in a, in a negative way, actually. Okay. Like, um, but, but the combat though the gameplay is excellent like mm-hmm. top tier so fast so fun so flashy uh i i had a great time with all of that little quality of life stuff like um i'm really impressed by it i don't know if i'm day one on it just because there's so much else going on um yeah. but but i definitely like i'll probably pick it up sometime this year and play it i came away from it like more excited than i was before i think um yeah so. Which I think is the mark of just like a fantastic demo. I understand yeah. what you mean with the with the political stuff. I think that for me was actually one of the biggest draws of it so far, just because like I'm so curious to how all this is going to play out, and like the little tidbits and the kind of where the demo leaves you off at um, is really really interesting. And something that I really liked about it is that um, you know you, when you you can pause. Uh, of course, at any time, it doesn't do the thing where you pause and it skips the cutscene. But if you yes. pause the cutscene, there's an actually like an active lore button, which is almost like Prime Videos has that thing where that it's like cool. it's an X-ray, where it basically tells you where you are, gives you background on the characters, gives you background on what you can kind of hop in and take a uh, take you know take a little bit of a look as to what's going on. And I found myself doing that uh, quite a few times throughout the demo, just to be like, okay, where am I? How is this in relation to this? How what is this character? You know, what? How do they relate to this this other thing? Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I have to say, I think what I expected out of the story um, is both in line with what I've seen, but also there was a couple surprises in there that genuinely had me like, this is not at all what I thought this was going to be. Um, so like, I just think that the, this demo was awesome uh i really really hope people go and check it out even if it's not uh a game that is traditionally for you i would urge you to just go check out at least the demo and see what it's like because uh, again like sometimes especially with these you know these brains of ours in this day and age where we have 100 million things going on at the same time and you know you kind of you know it's so easy to just kind of pull up your phone during a cutscene. i found myself not doing that at all throughout final fantasy 16's demo and i will say there's a lot of cutscenes. Uh, but I found, I was engaged the entire time, um, which I think is a, is a testament to the way that the game present, presents itself. And I actually started the game with the Japanese voiceover, uh, and then it sw- ended up switching to the English voiceover just because something about the way that I think, and you know, chat correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, they did actually model the the mouths off of you know English uh, off of English. So there was mm. a slight disconnect with the way that the mouths were moving and the, you know, the words being said in Japanese that kind of didn't inter- entirely, you know, I, I didn't click with me. Um, so I switched over to English and again, English voice cat uh, cast is great. Uh, John 32 in the chat, how much content was in content was in this demo. It is the first two hours of the game. Like, like literally the, the beginning of it's the game. Yeah. And then they also, once you beat that, that unlocks another, I think it's called like an iconic challenge um, that puts you in a mission later in the game um, with, more abilities to just let you try things out and see, you know, how the combat's going to change and evolve in its later state. Uh, so it's it's a meaty demo. 
It's sizable. Yeah. Like it, it gives you literally just the first two hours of the game to hop in and, and see whether the kind of setup is for you. But I really, really enjoyed this, dude. I'm, I'm glad you did too. Uh, we actually have a couple questions from our friends in the community specifically about this demo. So I'm going to bring those in now before we kind of mosey on out. Just give me a second to find it because I just had it and obviously I lost it. <laughs> Here we go. Meow even. I know, right? <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Meow. Awesome Dave 1337 says, what is the best demo you've ever played and why is it the Final Fantasy 16 demo? Uh, I would be hard pressed to agree that this was probably one of the best demos I've ever played from uh, the kind of confidence that they that you can feel in what they're presenting to the way that like, again, it just gives you the first two hours. So you're not confused. Of course, you're a little bit confused by what's going on because you don't have a ton of context, but it literally just starts you off and lets you figure out if it's for you while also giving you that later game stuff to jump in and mess around. But um, I thought this was a, you know, one of the best demos. I, I'm hard pressed to think of, of, of a better one that kind of nails it this way. But Seth, any other demos for you that in recent memory that you're like, yeah, dude, this was great. Confidence is a great word. And I think that um, I think that confidence is actually very indicative of like Square Enix in general, where because mm -hmm. um, this is like B for B, like when Square puts out a, a big game, typically it's like, hey, here is a big, you know, hour plus two hour long demo or something like that. And like your progress carries over in the full game. Like we're confident it's good. This is literally just a slice of the game. Like have it, you know, it's literally the beginning yep. of the game. And and I do think that that demonstrates a lot of confidence and I think it's really cool. And it's like, um, it's, it's a little sad that they are like the exception rather than the rule in that regard. We don't get a lot mm -hmm. of demos that are like that. Um, and so I, I really commend Square Enix in that way. And the, the game I was going to point to actually is, uh, is Dragon Quest 11, um, where yes, dude. They, you can just play that demo for like 10 hours if you want to. Just like you, th that demo is like a little game in itself. And then mm -hmm. it all carries over. You can just like go straight into the, the full game with it. And um, that's another, you know, Square Enix thing. Like they're just, they're really, really good about that. And I think confidence is the key word there. And I think I'd, I'd be hard pressed. And, and I know I would very much disappoint Ryan. And I know this is a bit of a cop-out answer, but the Final Fantasy XIV demo is obviously just the entirety of the base game and the first expansion. They just give it to yeah. you. They're like, hop in and play. Uh, you know, you don't have to play the monthly fees. Just again, that's like 100 to 120 hours worth of content. That is literally them just being like, here you go. Because they know once you're in, you're going to end up rolling through the rest of it because it is that good. Um, so I, I think, again, free. like you mentioned... <laughs> right? I mean, Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy 16, there's like uh there's just so much that they do here that I think, you know, they just rock it. Um and I I, I you know, I, I'd also have to shout out the um PSVR demo disc, the one that initially came with it, um with PSVR one, because again it just gave you a whole bunch of awesome stuff. Just to shout out to demo discs. Dude, I miss right dude. That, those Pizza Hut demo discs, like bring that back. I miss that stuff, dude. That's how I played Medieval for the first time. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Or like the the demo disc that would come with like the the magazines, you know, back in the day when you would get that magazine, yeah. you always knew when you opened it and it was covered in that film wrap, and you could just be like, "There is a demo disc in there, isn't there, bro?" We both know yes. it. Yes, it it's it. the best feeling in the world. It's just like, yeah, you yeah, you go to Pizza Hut, you get that book it, you know, demo disc from reading your Scholastic Book Fair mm -hmm. books. Yes, and dude. Life was, and life was good. Life, life was, was good. good. We were dude. kings. We were kings. It just you would run those demo discs until you wore them dry, just because again, 
that was the time that we lived in but shout out that was the great question and obviously so much more to come on final fantasy 16 as we get to launch later this week uh let's keep this train rolling my dude because let's move on to our next story which is coming from our friends at vgc written by andy robinson sony has lost its playstation mobile boss two years after launching nicola sebastiani was a high profile appointment from apple uh, Nicola Sabastiani was a high-profile appointment when she joined when he joined in 2021, having previously led Apple's business management team before becoming Apple Arcade's head of content in an eight-year stint at the iPhone maker. Sabastiani was responsible for building PlayStation's mobile team and was key in Sony's acquisitions of Savage Game Studios. However, less than a year after the deal was announced, he's now left the company, according to MobileGamer.biz. It's not yet clear why the exec decided to leave or if he's directly or if he's directly joined another company. Um, SIE's quickly built a quietly built a team of experienced mobile talent, hiring people from Apple, Kabam, Meta, Tencent, Super Eagle Bull, Megaport, Megacorp, Samsung, Niantic, Zynga, Riot, and more. Um, we haven't really seen anything from PlayStation Mobile yet, dude. Um, obviously they're 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 working on their back end. We're, we're, we don't really know where they're going with this, but I can't imagine that you know him <laughs> them losing him. Uh, maybe they, you know, they were walking through a busy mall holding his hand, and they turned around, and suddenly he was gone. Jason, um, Jason, Jason. Um, but I can't, I can't imagine this is too much of a good thing. But I'm also confused because we haven't really seen anything from this. But hit me with your thoughts and feelings, dude. What's going on with PlayStation Mobile? Yeah, that's that was my. I wonder if it's the the sort of thing where like, and you know, who who knows what goes on, you know, behind the scenes, what kind of red tape you know, is involved with trying to get things approved at like a PlayStation mobile branch or something. Maybe it's the kind of thing where he's just like frustrated in the position or whatever, you know, maybe it's sort of like seeing the writing on the wall of like that, you know, being something that might be closing down or something like that. And it's like, well, let me, you know, let me abandon the, sh the sinking ship or something. So, cause you're right. They, you know, we haven't really seen anything from it. So, you know, yeah, it's just it's just weird for me because again, like we haven't even really seen, uh, you know, we don't really know what Savage is working on. We don't really have like we we know that you know the PlayStation, I, what is it, Q or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, they're streaming handheld that is coming later this year. Um, we know that they are working on mobile stuff. We just haven't seen anything from it. So I think for me, this is why. Um, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this is the writing on the wall coming through here that he saw that things weren't going that well uh, and he decided to leave. Or maybe he's feeling confident enough that he's like, you know what? My time here is good. I did what I needed to. I'm moving on. But this was just a, a story that just hit earlier this morning that I think is interesting because, Seth, let me ask you this then. What does PlayStation Mobile need to do to be successful? What does a playstation ip on a handheld uh, like on a mobile phone or whatever where are they going with this can you look into your crystal ball and tell me what they need to do to succeed um it's it's interesting because i i for it, it really just depends on who you ask for me personally i don't mm -hmm. look at mobile games and say like i want to have a console like experience on my phone like that's not me um, but there are a lot of people who do feel that way. I look at like they, they announced that division game at the Ubisoft mm -hmm. Ford that's a mobile game. There's a Monster Hunter like mobile game. And, and these are games that are kind of like emulating the, you know, the, the console experience kind of on your phone. That Assassin's Creed project that's a mobile game. Like these look like, you know, console style experiences kind of downscale to the phone. And that's cool. But like for me personally, I like that. That's not really what excites me about mobile game. Mm -hmm. Like the the games I play on mobile 
are like time wasters and stuff. And like if I would love to see I'm thinking of like weird little PlayStation indie games or at least PlayStation Ford indie games like something like I don't know if you played Critter Crunch on the PS3. Like just this little like match three game that's made by uh by Copy Barra, I, I think studio and just like this little like puzzle game. Like I would love to see PlayStation you know, implement some personality and charm at a smaller scale and make like mm-hmm. actual, you know, new games designed for mobile. Something like, you know, Patapon or Loco Roco is perfect for the phone, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're kind of spot onto this. And Sean, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Marvel Sna- Snap Let's was PlayStation go. Universe characters. I want them to kind of embrace uh, you know, genres or types of games that we don't see as much of or at all on your, you know, your mainline PS5s. Uh, a Marvel Snap with PlayStation Universe characters is exactly what I was going to talk about. Something that's quick, one of the massive draws of Marvel Snap is you can hop in and play a game in less than five minutes and you can hop back out. It's yeah. literally the perfect way to have a time waster, one that the monetization isn't egregiously gross. Um, you know, there's there's an IP there that you care about. So I want to see them play in the space. Give me a strategy RPG type thing that like almost like a Fire Emblem Heroes, but similarly put it in Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, right? Play with your yeah. play with the structure and play with the way that this works. Because similarly, I don't want my AAA mobile experience, uh, you know, AAA experience on mobile. Um, you know, SkillUp did a video talking about Ubisoft and he said that he had played the Division game. And essentially he said, yeah, he wired up his, uh, uh, I think they had, they were using a DualSense um, to the phone. And he's like, it's basically like playing division it, it's really good so far but like i that, that for me like i don't want to be then carrying around my phone and a controller to be able to get this experience in a way that i find is worth it because again touch controls especially with like a shooter or something like that just doesn't really translate that well in my opinion i'm i'm stoked that it's there for people that want it but i want to see them play with the with the formula a little bit i want to see them give us games that we don't see on PS5 and be like, here's a reason why you need to be playing this on your phone. Because I think that's kind of at the end of the day, the main thing for me when it comes to mobile is why do I need to play this on my phone and not elsewhere? Um, So like, again, like give me uh, the last of us three connect three, obviously was, it was a really funny answer from John 32, (laughs) but like, I don't know if there's the last of us three, if there's a, I don't know, a card game or something in there, let me play that on my mobile as well. Right. Give me Gwent. Uh, on mobile but that it's connected to the next witcher game or whatever right like give me give me ways to kind of interact with the ips that i care about that isn't just here is uncharted one again but it's on your phone mm-hmm. um yeah. i want smart glass to return second screen experience heck yes uncharted the endless Run- runner sean you're just a wealth spring of ideas today my friend i'm all about it <laughs> uh let's move on to our next story because Square Enix has taken a bit of a U-turn on Final Fantasy 16 Day 1 patch. This is once again coming from Andy Robinson over at BGC. An update is now planned to improve performance and fix various issues. Confirmed during a pre-release live stream on Saturday, the game's development team said that the update would, forg- would fix progression and crash issues, as well as making performance improvements in different parts of the game. Producer Naoki Yoshida added during the stream that the frame rate improvements are mostly related to scenes in which a lot of characters are on screen simultaneously, such as city segments. The development team has also listened to feedback regarding motion blur and will add the ability to turn it off in a future update, Yoshida said, as well as the ability to adjust camera movement. So, obviously, this was the story that we talked about. They were very, very bullish, saying we're not having a day one patch. Uh, this obviously means that the game is ruined. Uh, everybody just burned it to the ground. Don't even bother buying this. It sucks. It's awful. Um, this is inexcusable. Yeah. Inexcusable. <laughs> what a what a mess, man. If, it, if they've got a day one patch, 
you know, it's one of those things where like, I appreciated their, it's like, look, I, I, I like the sentiment of like no day one patch or whatever, but ultimately who cares, man? <laughs> like who really yeah. cares? <laughs> I, this, this, this to me was just, I think just putting the cart ahead of the horse in this, like yeah. they could have let the game launch and then be like, by the way, guys, did you notice that there was no day one patch and like kind of celebrated in that way rather than being right. so very like, you know, gung, gung ho on this ahead of time. Again, to me, whatever, like day one patches are just such a normal staple of, of gaming in its present day. Um, I would always rather have the game in a better form. And it's nice to hear that they're already listening based on demo feedback when it comes to things like uh, motion blur and the different things that they're going to be working on. So this to me, you know what? Again, I, we, we don't live in the era anymore where you have to just get the game and that's the game. And that's all it is. There's room yeah. for improvements here. And it sounds like the stuff that they're working on isn't anything massive or great game breaking knock on wood, hopefully. Um, but yeah, just again, it's fine. Just, you don't have yeah. to go I, yard. And I think it's strange that they went so hard on no day one update. Exactly that. Like it this could have just flex. It was yeah. a weird flex. <laughs> like, I, like again, the confidence is great, but you know, don't Icarus it, you know, like just, right. just be like, Okay celebrate after you know what i mean yeah. um but again just be aware that, that that there is one coming uh let's take a little jaunt a little skip oh. a little jump over I'd into the to. world of atlas because one of the highlights of the xbox showcase metaphor refantasio is also coming to playstation and steam atlas confirms coming from jordan midler over on bgc uh, announced for Xbox and Windows during Sunday's Xbox Game Showcase, the fantasy RPG is built as the next game from the creative team behind the Persona series. In its development at Atlas Studio Zero, with key developers including director Katsura Hashino, character designer Shigenori Sojima, and composer Shoji Meguro. A, now, a new Metaphor Refantasio trailer published by Sega Korea has now confirmed that the title is coming to PS4, PS5, and Steam, in addition to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Windows. We also got confirmation of Persona 5 Tactica and Persona 3 Reload, also coming to other systems, including the PS5 and the PS4, dude. Seth, what do we make of this? I think this is a bit of a no-duh. Like, I think anybody that was yeah. thinking that any of these were going to be exclusive to Xbox um, obviously just doesn't know Atlas because they like money. And if anything, they, you know, they've they've kind of walked away from their console exclusivity stuff. Very much going, let's let everybody play this stuff everywhere. Um, but how did you feel about Metaphor and what do you think about the, the confirmed multi-platformness well, I, I think the game looks great like i think mm -hmm. i think it looks rad like I'm, I'm super into into the game everything we saw from it i was a little surprised to see that this was also going to be a last gen thing um i was a little bit like i i felt like um you know i'm not surprised to see like more people still releasing their games on the last gen platform especially japanese developers um where i think the the next gen consoles have probably caught on the least in that market um, so it's not a huge surprise for me for them to be like, yeah, well, we're going to be on PS4 as well. We don't want to alienate probably our like core audience. That doesn't surprise me, but there, there does seem to be like a bit of a movement, especially like coming out of summer game fest. One of the things that I really liked was like, we saw a lot of like next gen only experiences mm -hmm. and admittedly like seeing the trailer for this and we only got very brief looks at it, but the scale of it looked pretty large and like the visual fidelity of it looked pretty like next gen to me. Um, mm -hmm. So I was expecting this to be like a PS5, you know, Xbox series only kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but but cool. I mean, more people get to play it at least. We'll, we'll see what the experience is like on the last gen hardware. But yeah, I can't wait for this. It looks, it looks sick. Hell of a name. Metaphor Refantatio. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. 
Heck of a name, it's, but, you know. It's, it's next level, dude. They're following their friends over at Square Enix <laughs> with, the, with the naming conventions here. We're one fraction and decimal point away from being Kingdom Hearts here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I think for me, I don't think I'm as surprised about that given how even Persona 5 simultaneously launched on PS3 yeah. and PS4 in the year of the Lord of 2016. So <laughs> yeah. like that, like Sega and Atlas have always been very, we're going to just release it on whatever platforms and like current gen and next gen they like to have their cake and eat it too i do wish they would go full board in and i do hope that you know the inevitable persona 6 is that next gen only game um because if that comes out in 2025 or 2026 i really hope we're not still talking about ps4 releases because right it's it, it's time now and if it's if it, they don't you know change over in the next couple of years well also I would not be surprised if it was also on PS4. That's just what Atlas and Sega like to do. But yeah, I thought this game showed incredibly well. I think it is. Uh, it was one of my highlights out of the entire Summer Game Fest hullabaloo, the key three, yeah. uh, the week of key three. Um, and I, I thought this game looks really, really great. So for, you know, just getting confirmation that it's coming to a bunch of platforms so a lot more people can experience, it's just always great. Um, and again, I hope this continues on I mean, with Tactica and again with Reload. Not surprising that this is that these are coming everywhere. Uh, Persona 3 Reload weirdly not announced for the Switch, but there's you know rumors and theories about a Nintendo Direct coming um, to kind of lend itself there. But yeah, dude, the more people that get to play these games, the better. Um, that just means that I get more spinoffs uh, in between now and six, and I'm all about it. <laughs> Let's hop over to talk a little about what PlayStation is up to next because we got confirmation that. PS5 game streaming is being tested and will be offered with PlayStation Plus Premium. This is coming from Tom Ivan at BGC. It will include PS Plus game catalog titles, game trials, and quote-unquote supported digital games players own. The feature which is currently being tested will be offered as an additional benefit for PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers. Uh, when this feature launches, cloud game streaming for supported PS5 titles will be available to you for use directly on your PS5 console. That means that as a premium member, it'll be easier to jump into your favorite games without downloading them first onto your PS5 consoles. As more games continue to launch on the PS5 console, we look forward to adding cloud streaming capability for PS5 titles in addition to PS3, PS4, and classic titles that are already available for premium members to stream. We are in early stages right now and can't wait to share more details when we're ready, including a launch time frame. So we do get confirmation, you know, they're, they're working on it, which is, again is nice. I think for me, just kind of my gut reaction, it's nice that they're at least being cognizant of the fact that PlayStation Plus Premium needs more. This is something that Court mm -hmm. and I have talked at at length because seemingly right now, Extra still stays to be the best place to hop in if you're looking to upgrade from the central uh, premium. The use case isn't massively there yet. And again, for me, like, I think this is cool but at the same time i'm a little bit whelmed by it um because right now again only on your ps5 will you be able to stream it i think this is again they're getting ready for their handheld which you'll be streaming your ps5 to anyway so you can be streaming games to your ps5 streaming games to the handheld uh in a messy steps of things i can only imagine what latency <laughs> would look like on that front yeah i i just want them to go more in uh you know the way of game pass i do like that they're talking about uh, digital titles that you own also being available to do this because that would mean that it's not just locked to PlayStation Plus. Um, but I like, you know, contradictory to what I just said, if I'm going to stream it, why not let me do it for my phone? Why not let me do it from other places as well uh, if that mm -hmm. functionality will be there? But Seth, does, does this do anything for you? Are you one to be like, ah, oh, let me stream my PS5 game to my PS5? No, not really. I, I agree with you. I think that this is likely... Um, not only something to sort of lay the, the bedrock, uh, hopefully, of what they're trying to do with uh, with that Project Q or, or whatever, 
Because um, mm-hmm. one of my big worries with that was like, is this just going to be the same, like literally the exact same remote play functionality that already exists? Like, is it going to be yep. literally that? Because if so, it's like I can just do that on my phone if I wanted to. So, mm-hmm. um, so I like the notion that they're working on something proprietary. That's cool, and I and I agree with you that it's probably mostly an effort to give more value to the to PS Plus Premium because yeah, like as it stands, it's not really there. Um, and I, you know, I I think it's it's interesting, but it's not the kind of thing I would really engage with anyway. Yep. So, so for the vast majority of people. I think that it makes a lot of sense to just kind of rock with extra and just like call it a day, yeah. you know, but I'm with you, dude, especially because like, I think the amount of people that will actually get active use out of this is, is pretty low. I can't imagine because right. you're not only depending on, uh, you know, the game that you want to play being available to use in this service. You're also counting on your internet service, which again, varies wildly depending on where you live and what you're able to afford in the space. Because again, especially in Canada and the States, internet is expensive, like mm-hmm. absurdly expensive, way more than it needs to be. Canada, I think is like the most overpriced country on the, on the face of the planet or something like that. So you're not only counting on, you know, the availability of the game, you're also counting on your internet, which we know can be spotty. So uh, this to me, I think, well, it's, it's cool. It's nice to see that they're actively working on stuff to possibly add value to premium. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see how their plans continue on f- to unfold over the course of the following, like, you know, the remainder of the year uh, as, Q is evidently this year, and we still don't know too much about it as, you know, right. whatever else is going on. But we will find out, my friend. Let's hop over to just one last story, which is June's PlayStation Plus game catalog has been confirmed once again from Tom Ivan yes. over on VGC. We are getting Inscription, Far Cry 6, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, Rogue Legacy 2, Solstice, Tacoma, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Killing Floor 2, Lily Mountains Downhill, Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York, 100 Days, Winemaking Simulator, A Hat in Time, Cardo, Forager, (laughs) Dodgeball Academia, The Wild at Heart, Red Out 2, Thief, uh, MX vs. ATV Legends, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Saved Adventure, Bang! My friend Peppa Pig, DC Leg of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace, The Talos Principle Deluxe Edition, Elex 2, and coming to premium, we got Kills on Liberation, which was on PSP, Worms from PS1, and Herc's Adventures from PS1, dude. How do you feel about <laughs> PlayStation's Plus in June, my friend? This is a great month. Honestly, mm-hmm. like in terms of my like purview, this is a really solid month. Shout out like special inscription is an incredible game. Yep. Uh Shredder's Revenge, Rogue Legacy 2, like the these are great games, but even like some of this kind of weirder stuff like Tacoma, which I haven't I feel like I haven't heard anybody. I've got a Tacoma a signed Tacoma poster on the wall to the left of me. <laughs> I love that game. Um and I feel like nobody talks about Tacoma anymore. So this was a huge delight for me. Lonely Mountains Downhill, one of my favorites. Shoutouts to Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York. Good game. People should play that. That is like a, is an it? art. It's like a it's like a like a visual novel RPG set in the world of Vampire the Masquerade, which is one of my favorite Dang. tabletop role playing games. Yeah. And that it's actually the the second one. There was a first one. I forget what it's it's called. Some it's it's something of New York, but this one's Coteries of New York, and it's it's quite good, and um like great art and music and like a really cool story. Like there's some real gems in this lineup, dude. Yeah, man. I think this is like a really great month. Like you already, like I'm gonna echo Inscription. I just played it earlier this year oh, and was blown away by how great so that good. game is. 
So, so good. Far Cry 6 is one I've always been wanting to hop into. I generally love the Far Cry series. I haven't really connected with it as much since maybe 4 was last one. I put a good amount of time in. 5 I thought Same. was just a little bit too much. Um, so I've been curious to check out 6. Rogue Legacy 2, I loved the first one. So for me, this is a great, great win on this front. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I really like the modern Deus Ex games. I think they're great. Me too. Um, Dodgeball Academia is a game that I've always been wanting to check out and I had oh, my eye on for a while. You'll like um, it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks just like a ton of fun. Um, I've heard great things about the Talos Principle and with the sequel being announced. Like maybe this is the, the time I, I hop in and take a look. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great list. I think it's a, it's a really solid month for extra and premium. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good with this. Before we go, my dude, we do have some wonderful questions that we have to answer from our wonderful community. And again, if you want your questions read on the show, we have a weekly Twitter post that goes live. Ask them there or hop into our free Discord where you can hang out with Seth and I. It's and free. Of, it's free. <laughs> um, with a whole bunch of incredible people. Court obviously shouting out Peppa Pig on PlayStation his Plus. His favorite. Extra, his favorite as one does. Um but yeah, let's get some questions in, my dude. Uh, let's start with, you know what? Let's keep them up here. Let's start with Court Lalonde. Who would win in a fight to the death? Joker from Persona or Cloud from Final Fantasy? To the death, he says. To the death, he says. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I might have to give that one to Joker. Yep. Because um, he has help, right? Is it now? I guess that's a that's a decision 1v1. we should make. I think we should go with the one v one. One v one. Okay. If it, if it's one v v one, I might give it to Cloud. If it's I think 1v1. I'd still give it to Joker just because of the all the personas that he has at his availability to literally again depending on how you spec Joker, you can really get like I had the two major personas I was using by five was one that reflected all physical damage and one that nulled or absorbed all magic damage. So you can literally do spec him in such a way that depending on the persona he's using, he's pretty much invulnerable. And like, yes, cloud will pop off, but we've also seen cloud lose a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if we're, yeah, if we're, if we are talking about like, if he can still take advantage of like the passive, like, buffs and things like this from from personas then yeah like if it but if we're talking about pure just like 1v1 me like like a hand to hand no no nothing no fuss no muss let's just fight club this bad boy then then i think maybe cloud could could maybe taste joker a little scrawny dude fueled by coffee probably you know not really see i think if joker had time to prepare actually if he actually really had time to analyze i know right no i think in a 1v1 like you said just like 1v1 rust you know just knives no limits um i I think it would be i think it would i think it would be a good fight i think cloud would take it on that front but if we allow them the full range of their abilities i think joker would wreck him um again i think cloud would get in some good hits but i think joker would take him down sumit roy at black wyver asks we are nearly halfway through the year what is your game of the year so far seth uh i mean for me it's got to be zelda um it there there's there's it's i i would be shocked if something overtakes zelda for me um okay. although i I will give a special shout out to um, a game that came out at the beginning of the year that I feel like some people have already sort of forgotten about. It's an indie game called a space for the unbound. Yes, um, dude. That that I love. And like, I'm going to be thinking about that game when it comes to end of the year for sure. But it's been an amazing year. So. It's been a ridiculous year, dude. Uh, it, it's been one that there's just been so much to love. Uh, there's just been so much to thing. I'm just quickly checking my list here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. A Space for the Unbound is a fantastic shout out. 
Um, mm-hmm. A wonderful, wonderful indie game that really talks about mental health and how to really kind of deal with a lot of the things like trauma and what you go through. That has a, a beautiful story. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to give a shout out to, um, like I said, a play description. I have to, have to, have to give a huge shout out to Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, yeah. Adored it. I, like Again, for me going in with not low expectations, but just not expecting to actually play through it in a way that like it was just sitting in the back of my mind. Um, I, I really loved it. But I think so far, Trails to Azure would probably take my, my number one spot. Um, of course, the follow-up to Trails to Zero, uh, Trails from Zero, which is you know part of the Trail Legend of Heroes saga. Um, these are some of my favorite games of all time, and you know Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure are the duology that happens in, in a little isolated city-state that is basically vying and fighting for its its ability to stay its own thing and not being absorbed by the bigger warring countries around it. Um, the cast is fantastic. Azure just takes everything that Zero builds and just throws it at the wall that just goes completely nuts from the very like the, the the prologue chapter of Asher is literally closing out the main villain from zero like that's just the prologue they start you there Dang. so for to have these incredible incredible stories to finally see because I've heard about everything that was going on in the state of Crossbell in the other games but they were just always locked to being Japan only and they've been only recently brought over to hop in and check the story out finally um, I, I definitely have to, I think I would, it would take my number one spot so far uh, just because of how incredible that was. Now, for me, we still have Final Fantasy 16 coming. I haven't played Zelda yet. We still have Spider-Man 2 coming. So there is potential here to have a very interesting conversation by year's end. But like, let's just bring Sean's question in right now because we've already alluded to it. Uh, Sean asks, Mr. Sean Capri, um, you know, uh, just guy from, guy from the Nintendo Drive. Um are we living in the best year of video games? What are some other great years that come to mind for you, Seth? Are we are we living through one of the best years in gaming, full stop? It's, dude, it's hard to, I mean, it, it really is one of the greats. Like, it really is a great, great year. Uh, other years that come to mind for me, 2007 uh, was, a, was a phenomenal. That's where you get, you know, Mario Galaxy, Mass Effect 1, Bioshock, you know, the first Uncharted, you know, there, 2007 was Half-Life uh, Orange Box was was that year. I mean, that was like a stacked year, 2007. Um, mm-hmm. I'll always think about that one. But but no, it's it's been a very, very good year for video games. I, I agree, dude. Like, just from the range of stuff that we've gotten, this year has really felt like there is genuinely an incredible game for everyone no matter where you're playing whether you're on switch and you have zelda you, you know you still have pikmin coming there's probably still some surprises on that front that we don't know about sure you had fire so. emblem at the beginning of the year um <laughs> yeah. with with playstation um again we got psvr 2 this year with resident evil 4 remake with spider-man 2 coming out uh, you know with xbox getting starfield which will yes. just swallow people whole and call and toss them out into the cosmos whether you're on steam or wherever else there's there's literally something for everyone across genres across platforms um and it's like you said it's it's rare that we get something like this uh, i'm pulling up a list here from den of geek uh which talks about let's let's kind of let's do a quick little ripper ripper you here uh seth because i love I, a, I want a, a little quick ripper uh, um shout out 20 of the best years in gaming this was in 2022 that this list uh 1985 where we got stuff like super mario bros gauntlet ghosts and goblins gradius um you know that that's that's some heavy hitters there 2009, Left 4 Dead 2, Batman, Uncharted 2, Demon Souls. Dude, great year. Yeah, it's a good year. Great year. 
uh 87 with contra punch out mega man final fantasy metal gear double dragon again heavy hitters in that space Some good ones 94 with final fantasy 6 earthbound Thought about 94 Country. yeah right? 94 is a big one 2010 red dead redemption mass effect 2 starcraft 2 limbo super meat boy metro 2033 heavy hitters 86 metroid zelda dragon quest castlevania Let's hop. Let's let's hop down to the top five. Yeah. I'm curious what we have here. 2013, dude. GTA Five, The Last Thought of Us, Bioshock Into It, Final yeah. Fantasy 14, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, Assassin's Creed 4. Massive, dude. Like I love GTA that they 5, shot out DMC, like the 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 one there at the bottom, the yeah. the like Ninja Theory Devil May Cry that everybody yeah, hates. Dude. I loved it. Great time. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, 2001 with Halo, Grand Theft Auto 3, Smash Bros. Melee, Metal Gear Solid 2, Devil May Cry, Final Fantasy 10. Again, Metal Gear stacked. 2 and Final Fantasy 10, the best entries of their series. Don't Sa- at me. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is tricky. Paper Mario, dude. Yeah. 2007, there obviously a massive one. Portal, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Halo 3, Warcraft, Rock Band, Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, Bro. yeah. Burning Crusade was that year, too. Oh, my God. Yes, it was, man. Yeah. Uh, 98 with Metal Gear Solid, Half-Life, Ocarina of Time, Fallout 2, Resident mm. Evil 2, and StarCraft. And number one, obviously, one of the GOATs, 2004, with Halo 2, mm. Half-Life 2, Metroid Prime 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, World of Warcraft, San Andreas, Knights of the Old Republic 2, Counter-Strike Source, Killzone, Ratchet & Clank, Spider-Man 2, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, Jack 3, Legend of Zelda Mini. Like, what a stacked year, dude. That's a big year. I, I still give 2007 over that one, though, I think, personally. I mean, look, I love Halo 2, but, like, good grief. Like, there's there's some really strong <laughs> years. Dude. Goodness there, gracious. There, and I, and I, I, I think that, like, once this year ends, I think 2023 will easily add that list. And from what we already yeah. know about 2024, dude, I don't know if it's going to slow down. Yeah. I genuinely don't know if we're going to get to a point next year where we're like, oh, yeah, our backlogs. Like, if you now is the time to hop in and start burning through your backlogs because once ball hits, it's like nonstop for the, rest, good of the, place. For the rest of forever. Good games. Uh, great games, dude. A couple questions left here. Nagachaka asks, what are you hoping Sony does next for the Spider-Man 2 hype train? Spider-Man 2 PS5 plates, a controller, headphones, a playable demo at Fan Expo in Toronto this August. What do you want to see? Because, of course, Spider-Man 2 pre-orders went live on Friday. Um, and, you know, I, I got on and got that collector's edition because I, I had to. It's, oh, it yeah. was a mess selling out in literal <laughs> seconds uh, from all the folks over that were dealing with it with PlayStation Direct in the States. It sounded like a mess. I got mine through Best Buy in 19-inch Venom Spidey statue, dude. Can't wait. But what do you want to see? What do you want to see even more, Seth? What's the <laughs> cards here? When when Nagachaka said PS5 plates, it took me like half an an extra half second to realize that he meant like the plates. plates. I thought like plates of food. My 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 grandma <laughs> used to collect uh my grandma used to collect Norman Rockwell plates and she had them like up on her wall. Like okay. plates with like Norman like Rockwell's art. Yeah, like like just had them up on the wall like art pieces. And I'm like, let's see that for Spider-Man. Let's get little little uh, art plates. <laughs> Let me hand <laughs> down my my fine my Spider-Man two fine china to my grandkids 40 years it. from now yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to go i want my grandkids to come through the attic and dig out these old knickknacks and tchotchkes with spider-man on them dude 100 you know. percent, dude but what do you yeah. want to see uh, I mean, <laughs> outside like, of fine china yeah fine china notwithstanding um 
I don't know. Like, I don't really know what more... I don't necessarily want to see more of the game, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've kind of seen enough, personally. Um, short of, like, I also don't really know if this is the kind of game that demos well, either. So, like, I don't necessarily know if I need to see more. Like, I'm, I think I'm kind of good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. new trailers, I'm sure we're, we're going to continue to get trailers and drip feeds of information. Something that I think they, they could do. I think one of the, the draws of games like this is, like, villain reveals. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if we got, like, some little villain teasers and trailers leading up to release. Because we've already seen, like, Craven and stuff like that. But, you know, certainly there are going to be, you know, tons of villains in this thing. It'd be cool to get little, you know, hype trailers leading up to the release like that. But other than that, I genuinely, like, I don't really need to see much more than they've shown, to be honest. See, I'm with you. I don't really need to see any more. Um, I think mm-hmm. that, like, the, the the significant gameplay trailer that we got just a few weeks ago at the showcase, you know, was everything I needed from it. I got to see Miles and Spidey. We got, you know, quick confirmation that you're going to be switching between the two, you know, as the story progresses, which I think was a known quantity, but one that we were hoping to get confirmed regardless. Uh, we got, you know, some of the uh, some of the Venom suit gameplay. We got a whole bunch of stuff here. I think the one thing that I'd be excited still to see, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't want to see too much, but I would want to see some of Venom out proper because we we see mm. him in the, uh, you know, in the in the actual throwdown, but uh, sorry, in the, like the concept art, but we don't, yeah. we haven't seen anything about him. Um, Sean obviously wants a puddles direct. I want everything to do with their water. Good call. Uh, show me all yeah. the water. Um, but for me, dude, I'm done, man. Like, I'm screwed. Because if it's a controller, I'm buying that. If it's a headset, I'm buying that. If it's PlayStation, so it's right. buying China. They're going like, to do I'm that. Like, do- I'm, d- I'm done no matter what. And, like, PlayStation keeps, like, seems to keep bumbling the bag when it comes to this stuff. Like, you keep expecting Horizon plates. You keep expecting, you know, um, Last of Us plates. You keep expecting, you know, excellent edition controllers. And we're just not really getting them. We finally got something for Final Fantasy 16 here. We got something for God of War Ragnarok, yes. But I'm, I'm hoping that Spider-Man 2 follows suite because, again, there's so much money just left on the table here. You put out a PS5 right. controller, you know how fast that thing would sell out? You put out, you you're, know, you're again, exactly and I hope they right. take Starfield as a ex- shining example of what it should be. Starfield controller is gorgeous. I, I had that thing in my cart like seven times over and I just couldn't bring myself to buy it knowing that I was about to spend $300 on Spider-Man. Um, you know, the, the headset is beautiful. Like, just give me more of that stuff. Give me reasons to keep spending my money and I promise you I will, especially when it comes to Spider-Man. So yeah. what are they probably going to do? Nothing. What would I like <laughs> them to do? Everything. I would love to be proven wrong. <laughs> TLDR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our final question is one that I want to bring up, but we're, we're not going to dig into it too much just yet. But it's just one that I want thrown out in the ether because I think Drellish um, has some, th- some wonderful thoughts and opinions here. And this is a long one, so strap in, folks. But Drellish asks, question for the show. Greetings, fellow P- PlayStation travelers, a.k.a. Sony ponies. Sony ponies. Or PlayStation beavers. My question might require some reflection. How can we as a PlayStation Drive community, also known as the biggest beaver community broadcasting from Canada... Engage more by, quote-unquote, jointly playing PlayStation games. Could there be a game of the month or quarter we could engage in by posting screenshots, playing co-op, sharing trophies, and generally just discussing a particular game? I often feel that we jump too much from new releases to new releases, and we need to keep that conversation going around a selected game for some time. Call it the Final Fantasy 16 Minute, for example, in a weekly show, highlighting what went on in the Discord with the game, stories shared, community enjoyment, so on and so forth. It just needs a little bit to be a little bit more sustainable. If we decide to pick a game a quarter, then we are only speaking of four PlayStation games a year, and it could be fun. 
This would take the Bieber community to the new level of doing PlayStation things and increasing our connection to the brand and each other. What do you think of this idea? If good, what roles could you see uh, Could you see you, as in us, as moder moderators play in this? I don't want to start this out with the perspective of being too selective or elitist, but really focusing on adding sustainability and fun around the brand in a particular game. At the same time, combating some of that FOMO we all experience. These are just initial thoughts from my size. Side, what do you think as moderators and fellow custodians of our Beaver PlayStation Nation? So I, I want to just put this out, and I'm going to toss this out because obviously Sean here um, is the PlayStation Drive powered by Sony Pony horsepower. You better believe it. You better Absolutely. believe it. And we, and we live in a giant beaver dam. Um, I love I love Josh's thinking here because I agree. We do tend to quickly move on from the next thing to the next. And especially in a year like this year where things start to, you know, th things move at a quick clip. Um, this is something that Court and I have talked about. I know this is something that Carpool as a larger team has talked about. Just how do we engage more? And we are having conversations about how to do that. So to the community, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this back at you guys as well here because I want to hear from you. We've talked about, you know, we, we have some ideas. We've talked about doing some more community-led reviews. We've talked about doing some sort of PlayStation book club. These are all things that we've considered. Um, and these are all things that I think just this year, I think especially for a lot of the team, um, you know, in our personal lives, there's just been a lot going on, but I think we're starting to hit a point where a bit more of an evening out, a bit more of a, of a, st a stability kind of moving forward. Uh, and I, I know for myself in court, there's just been a lot in our personal lives. Um, but this is something that we are actively talking and thinking about because how can we, as the, the drivers of this wonderful PlayStation car of ours that is run specifically um, by Beaver Tales, how can we better engage with you in a way that is meaningful around games that we love and enjoy and, you know, I think we started to, you know, take a step forward with that with the Diablo 4 channel and the Discord. And, there, you know, again, there are things that we're talking about and there's things that we're kind of working on on our end. But I want to hear from you. I think Drellish kicked off the conversation in a really fantastic way. And there's been some positive feedback on the Discord as well. But I just wanted to, you know, throw this out there because, again, it isn't a question that we'll answer right now. But it is one that we are cognizant of and ones that we're thinking of. But, Seth, any thoughts or feelings before we kind of round this out here? I mean, my, my first thought was, like, how how lucky are we to have right. a community that thinks about stuff like this at all? You know, like, how, how lucky are we that we have a community that is like, man, like, let's not just move on to the next thing. Let's hang out together and let's, you know, mm -hmm. like, do stuff together and, and let's stick on this for a minute. And let's actually engage with this stuff and make this an ongoing thing. Um, our community is so special. And, like, this is just a, a perfect example of, of that. Somebody like Drellish to come through and, and, and say something like that. I think just is very emblematic of the carpool community. It is so, so great. Um, but yeah, to, to that end too, like, I know that behind the scenes, like you and Court have been talking about this for some time now of doing something along these lines, you know, publicly and privately. Like, I know this is something that you guys have, have had on your mind, uh, as well. And so I think you are going to see some movement there. It's been cool to see even little things like how we've made dedicated threads and channels for things like mm -hmm. Zelda and Diablo four. And we've seen a lot of engagement in, in like both of those. So the community definitely likes having these like nexus points. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like, I, I hear that entire thing from Drellish and I'm just like, so I feel so like grateful to, to have community members that, that care like that. Mm -hmm. You know. And again, like this, uh, this is like, uh, like, you know, no, we're not beating around the bush. We're not trying to play around with anything here. We genuinely welcome feedback. We genuinely welcome mm -hmm. your thoughts and feelings and what more you want to see from us. Because again, 
uh, you know, we're going to talk about our patrons in just a sec, but there are so many of you who do, who are, you know, financially part of this community as well, which we cannot ever thank you enough for. So talk to us, let us know what you're thinking. And we always, 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 that's one thing about carpool as a whole, regardless of what drive or what community that you're part of within carpool, car community comes first for a lot of us. So, and that's not going anywhere. So Keep us, you know, we'll keep you posted. We, we are actively talking and thinking. But again, if you have more feedback, if you have ideas, if you have ways that you want to see us engage in different ways, let us know. We're, we're working on it. Um, obviously, I got to shout out Sean Capri here. Uh, the PlayStation Drive is truly a home for the entire animal kingdom. Believe it, <laughs> except for birds. No birds. And yeah, very proud moment. Definitely a reflection of the great community and our team. A hundred percent. Let us know. What are you thinking, stranger? What are what you are buying? You what are you selling? What are you selling? Gun, r- gun rhymes with fun, stranger. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to the end of the show. Before we go, let's, of course, shout out our incredible patrons, including our ultimate producer is Robbie Bobby Miller. Go catch Robbie Bobby over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Tony Baker, which you can find at youtube.com slash quest for pixels. Jonathan Brown over at linktree slash pme.jib. Uh, obviously, go check out all of his stuff. His music is all over the place, all over Carpool. Wonderful, wonderful artist. And of course, Lena Varno, our fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Go check out phoenixoverdrive.com. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Bowza, Cecily Carosa, Dano, Trellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, John32, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Shy Guy, Tim Alf, and Tim Pollen. We appreciate all of you so very much. Seth, the people wanted to hear it and see more of your lovely mug, where could they do so? Oh, yeah, for sure. You can go to Twitter, $2Hero, twitter.com slash $2Hero. You can find me on there. You can find me here on Carpool Gaming as part of the Nintendo Drive as well, which I do with Lockleth and Sean Capri. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned. You're already in the right place here on YouTube, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming, things like the Nintendo Drive post show, Paints Patreon podcast for patrons podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of, of course. stuff. Yeah, go to carpoolgaming.com where you can get carpool, carpool coffee mugs a whole lot more, including some limited edition stuff that will be hitting the store yes. soon. And of course, well, as mentioned, enter the giveaway. You got two days left. When, winners announced on Wednesday midday, so get stoked. You can find me over on Twitter at Matt underscore Silver Soul. We love and appreciate you all very, very much. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye-bye.